Hello everyone. I hope you are doing well. We are back with another episode of Blitz Business. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Sadan, thank you so much for coming over to Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you Ashish. Uh so so Sadan tell us first a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about your venture Rukao. So uh Ashish my name is Sadan Bhalinge. Uh I'm a landscape architect. Uh I did my graduation in Cal Poly uh, in Los Angeles where I did a five year course. Uh that's where uh I really developed this love for plants and designing with plants and you know the uh added value that uh plants get uh when you introduce them in your surroundings uh, i'm 29 years old i've been born and brought up in pune itself and ugao is also in pune uh and yeah i'm 29 recently married <laughs> and i have entered the startup space uh in 2016 wow so you 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 are an architect turned sort of like entrepreneur in terms of uh, uh selling all these different different interesting uh plants yeah <laughs> so how how did the sort of idea came about in terms of you know uh how did you started uh you know this is what you really want to do because as an entrepreneur where i'm coming from is you know there are when you start there are uh, many many things as an entrepreneur we like to do you know many things but to narrow it down and say okay you know this is where some you know i feel very strong about and this is what i want to do so what was that moment you know you thought you know this is what i really want to do Mm-hmm. so uh, so i come from a family uh, that has been into agri- in the agriculture space and uh, so our family business is a seed company uh, which mm-hmm. is almost 130 years old so i'm the fifth generation uh, in the family uh, now oh wow yeah so uh, i always was uh, you know kind of uh, dealing around farmers around plants around like you know crops and vegetables and all of that so every uh, you know every dinner would be all about what's happening what's new what can be mm. done for the farmers what is the new technology in seeds because that time i remember hybridization had started in seeds so there was a lot of buzz around that and this mm. and i would often visit like all these farms and all uh, with my uh, dad which really you know sparked this love for plants like you know the way they grow the way uh you know how you can enhance uh, the look how we can enhance the yield and all of that and uh then as i was growing uh, i always had uh, this passion for design uh this made me kind of you know look into landscape architecture that was a very new thing uh you know back in 2009 like i had no idea but i came across this article uh, when i was uh, kind of you know researching about what what kinds of design is there urban design and all of that so i was really uh, intrigued and then i really wanted to do it so that took me to cal poly where it really exposed me to ornamental plants uh, it kind of taught me what all can be done around plants what if you get the plants inside spaces how do they really cause an impact uh you know mentally uh how how is it uh, to keep plants around you what are the emotional benefits and also the physical benefits like you know better air quality and all of that uh i also learned about like you know how you can cleanse rivers through plants and all of that so there was a deep study 
that I did about plants uh, back in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I always had this in mind that, you know, I want to come back in India and work for India. That was uh, always there in my mind uh, the moment I went over there. So once I got back, you know, I tried my best to, uh, you know, really get into the Ganga revitalization project because that was a dream project that got me back to India, essentially. But um, looking at, you know, all the corruption and, you know, like I would approach, I, w I made some proposals, I made some reports, but then at the end, I realized that, you know, uh, this is just never going to stop. I'm just going to be presenting to all these bureaucrats and all of that, and no one is going to really entertain. So that really uh, hit me hard when I had got gotten back for like, uh, so I then I took a break for two months and then I started analyzing, you know, where could my skills be utilized? So I did a few uh, farmhouses. I did a few uh, societies and all I landscape for them. Uh, and this really made me realize that you know there's a dearth of all these gardening stores like people would say uh okay that's fine that you know you're giving this design but you know where can we get these plants how do you maintain them uh what is the cost for maintenance and all of that which uh is very streamlined and very organized uh in the us so that made me realize you know like most of them don't have access to all these essential items and maybe that is what is causing people to like, you know, not take up gardening or invest their weekends or time into uh, good habits and good hobbies like gardening or even growing their own food. Um, another thing uh, that, you know, struck me was um, I always studied sustainability, like how you can achieve that within the space that you're living in. How do you grow your own food or how do you grow food as a community? and be self-reliant so i was uh, since my family business was also uh, a seed company i really took this up i did extensive research and then i thought Ki, okay this is this is what uh, it is going to be awesome. i want to make sure that all of the people have access to good seeds good heirloom varieties which are kind of lost right now so the tomato that we have uh, or uh, from the market is usually you know tasteless or there's like you know less water quantity and all of that so i wanted to push these heirloom varieties uh, the true tastes that our grandfathers and their fathers had uh, of mm -hmm. all these veggies so ugao started as a vegetable seed company essentially and okay. we wanted to uh, send all these, uh, like, you know, spread all these seeds all across India. And then as we started selling seeds, we realized that, you know, people wanted plants. People did not know that, you know, you can have plants at home in indoor spaces and all of that. So my, uh, whatever uh, knowledge that I gained, I could really implement over here. And then that's when I decided, okay, Ugao is going to be an all-around gardening brand wherein we would sell seeds, plants, uh, all kinds of pots, fertilizers, and give all the information that is necessary to become a successful gardener or even take up, you know, plants uh, as a hobby. Well, that's very interesting, Siddhant, in terms of, uh, first, I, I didn't knew, like, there is a complete science, like, each plant has an emotional, you know, uh, correlation uh, and sort of different traits. So that's very interesting mm -hmm. to know. We'll definitely ask you for some some tips, you know. Uh, yeah. And in terms of, uh, you mentioned, uh, so that's how you started, Gau, I mean, that's brilliant. So uh, 
how many currently SKUs do you provide uh, or how many different variations of plants you have at the moment? So right now uh, on the website, we have about 312 varieties of plants. Uh, we majorly deal in indoor plants. Uh, yes, we do have a lot more, like we have more than 1000 varieties at the nursery, uh, out of which some are like, you know, outdoor plants. The problem with selling outdoor plants is that, you know, it cannot go in a box for five days. With indoor plants, like, you know, they can be uh, in the darkness inside a box for like four days. That's why we can only sell those kind of varieties. Uh, but yeah, overall, we have a wide range uh, and sometimes we, you know, we don't sell them online, but we use them for uh, some local projects or if someone, you know, is staying in Pune or Bombay, we can also deliver to them directly. So what has been the most, you know, uh, difficult aspect when you started uh, this business? Uh, in terms of uh, delivering, hiring, sales. So what was the most difficult aspect for you when you started out? I think, you know, uh, I had an idea. Okay, I want to do this. But, you know, I'm an architect. I have no background of how to set up an online store. Uh, who is good at setting up these online stores? You know, right now we have all these, uh, uh, you know, developments like Shopify, and right. different cart organizations and all of that. So it's now relatively simple. But back in, uh, you know, 2014 is when, you know, I was kind of looking. I had no clue to which agency should I go, uh, who is good at building online stores. So there was no information I tried to look up online as well. Uh, eventually, I just had to like go meet, uh, you know, like several agency ha agencies, have a word with them and kind of go with uh, someone who got my vision, who had the uh, tech capacity to really develop uh, an outstanding website because, you know, it's not really uh, e-commerce as such. There are many different factors that go into like, you know, selling plants and seeds and all. So the right filtering and all of that. So that was one uh, hurdle that I can definitely uh, tell you that, you know, I, I struggled with to begin with. And then when the website was ready, like it was just me doing everything. And then when it came to hiring, uh, I think I, uh, I, I, you know, faced some hurdles over there because initially there was no budget whatsoever. Uh, like my grandfather had given me almost like, you know, uh, seven lakh rupees and he <laughs> said, okay, like this is what you get uh this is going to cover like you know you develop your website within one lakh and you know then you <laughs> hire a team and all of that so uh it was it was a big challenge and then you know while hiring also uh i never you know got this uh what do you say freedom or i always wanted to like hire more people so that you know that there, there are more hands to really execute things as there was a lot to be done uh, so that's why I never got this chance of hiring quality. Uh, you know, I would always think about, okay, who can I get in 12,000 per month? Who can I get in 10,000 per month? Maybe that time, you know, like if I had the money or, you know, if I was given any kind of funds, maybe I would have hired the right talent. I think I suffered a bit over there because, and it was just basically a financial issue, which I think majority of the founders and entrepreneurs face. So you can say hiring was an issue. Uh, like, I think, uh, you know, I hired the right guys, but, you know, they were not uh, there yet. So, and also convincing people, uh, 
that you know come join me and you know we'll be a part of something new something you know niche uh you'll be remembered for this is very difficult to convince to uh these tier 2 tier 3 uh engineers and all these uh working workers uh to like join hands uh so yeah hiring is one and then the second uh financial is the second and the third would be like the sales because back in the day people did not believe that you could buy uh, all these plants and you know gardening uh implements right. and all of that online uh i remember like you know learning facebook marketing all this google adwords and all of that but even if you show ads like you know that time it was only flipkart i think that was doing uh, a considerable uh, online sales so no one really trusted all these uh, smaller companies or smaller startups that you know were dealing with niche products and all of that so yeah the reach and then the con convincing of the customers was very difficult so yeah, the reach part I I would say was was another hurdle at that point. And and sort of how do you so what is your current model in terms of uh, there is a central warehouse you have in place in Pune and from Pune you deliver Pan India or how does it work uh, uh, in terms of the delivery? So right now we have a central location uh, in Pune. Uh, so it is an eighteen acre nursery. We have almost uh, 26 greenhouses, wherein each greenhouse has been allocated to like a certain varieties. So we are the only company in India who produce our own plants right from like a sapling stage, like a cutting all the wow. way to the finished products, which takes anywhere from about five months to about eight months. Uh, no other plant company or a, or a startup that is dealing with you know all these gardening products and plants are actually producing uh, their products uh, what usually happens is that they procure it from any local nursery mm. uh, you know kind of put it in their pot or package it in their box and then send it so for us you know since i knew about plants and i always enjoyed growing since i come from this agri background um, I always wanted to grow my products. I always had this fixed in my mind that, okay, I am going to send only the stuff that I've grown. That's why, you know, the plants that we produce tend to last way more than what you would buy at the local nursery because they have been fed the right kind of food. Uh, they have been fed the right kind of, you know, it's it's not only like, you know, we are not just stuffing chemicals at them. It's very organic. It's very biological. Uh, we have given them the right amount of sunlight, uh, the right amount of food. So the overall growth, you know, it's like if if you give steroids to a kid, uh, probably mm. he's not going to end up well health wise mm. going down the line. But if you give him good food when he's young, uh, I'm sure he's going to have a longer life and all of that. So I, I, I knew all of this science. I did immense research. I uh, met with a lot of companies abroad. I used to go to Holland. I used to look at all these plant companies over there and really adopted their way of feeding plants, uh, their way of going, growing plants. So right now our main facility is, is in Pune uh, and we ship plants all across India from here itself. Uh, and slowly, slowly we are uh, entering into the retail spaces. So we have two retail spaces in Pune, one coming up in Mumbai. And soon we might, you know, kind of venture out in the other regions. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 before I, I ask the next question, I want the listeners to, uh, you know, I'll second the opinion in terms of, uh, so when I got the uh, Ugao plants and at the same point in time, I also got a plant gifted. And mm-hmm. I can tell you the difference, uh, the leaves of the other plant which came in, you know, it already started turning yellow. Either it could be my fault, I'm not too sure, but I sort of treated all the plants equally. But somehow it's not doing as well as the other ones. So, I mean, the, the quality could be definitely the reason, you know, in terms of uh, uh, what you're delivering. Definitely. I think there's uh, most of them, like I, I wouldn't even expect most of them to know this, but, you know, there's a way plants should be grown. Uh, it's not about just producing quantity. It always has to be quality growing. I gave you an example, you know, like, you know, why uh, of that kid who would take like more chemicals and kind of buff up uh, early in the days, but then later on he might face issues, whereas Mm. eating healthy. So it's all about eating healthy. So even a plant is, you know, is a living thing, right? So it needs healthier food and it needs proper care to really do well down the line. And most of these nurseries like really care about the quantity. They don't really give the right amount of food or even they don't even give food rather uh it's just like plain water and then they are kind of kept in direct sunlight and all of that so essentially the plants look fine when you're buying it and then once you get them home they are into you know they they go in that stress mode and soon you might see that you know they end up dying and yes of course there are many uh, like many people cannot take care like they tend to like over water sometimes underwater or keep the wrong plant in sun, uh, which kind of, you know, scotches them and all of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of detailed knowledge uh, that needs to be gained, like, you know, before you become a pro uh, plant parent. But to start, I think there are a set of few plants that you can start with right away, which are extremely easy to maintain. And, you know, you can try all you want to kill them, but they still won't give up on you. So definitely I have a long way to learn and become a pro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's very clear so that's why i started with the plants with the minimal maintenance so I think plant is the right. ideal one that you have started with that's the best one yes at yeah. least i'm on the right track yes <laughs> so so Siddhant, tell me in terms of you know it's a very interesting uh, uh interesting proposition you're bringing onto the table the the question that comes to my mind is there are a lot of startups which are providing farm to folk sort of model providing a lot of produces right mm. uh, different different sets of it could be vegetables fruits or whatever do you plan uh, um, i mean you don't have to answer per se but do you plan to enter into such model because you are already growing uh, you already have that sort of vertical integration with you where you're delivering right the plant itself so do you have that such sort of vision idea or it's like I'm way too off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so there are many uh, big startups, heavily funded startups who are doing this farm to fork thing. Uh, so they're mostly dealing with like the logistics part. They're kind of solving the problem uh, of India, of feeding India, because um, I'm sure you, you might have gone through some reports and also India wastes almost 50% of their food. Uh, since I come from a family into seeds and all, I know this entire chain very well. Uh, I have been a part of this supply chain. I have been interacting with a lot of farmers all this while. Uh, I know their issues and all. So it's a very big problem to solve. There are many factors that are involved in it. 
there are many levels of people um, you know like the traders then there are wholesalers and all of that so it's really difficult to penetrate into this space unless and until you have uh, you know a lot of funds to really bear all these losses in the beginning um so i we as as ugao we do not intend to enter into this space but what we have always been you know kind of promoting is a way to grow your own food so we have a brand under ugao it's called own grown uh, we started this brand about one and a half years ago so this brand is basically uh, we convert underutilized terraces of bungalows societies and corporate offices into organic farms so we charge a specific amount per square feet and then we'll just come uh, in like a week's time or in a in a couple of days we'll set up all the beds we'll set up all irrigation uh, it's all going to be digital you can control all the systems through your phone and all and it's automated so you don't even need to control and we have set up almost 18 farms own grown farms in pune uh, so people can just grow food on their terrace and trust me like eating uh let's say spinach as soon as you've plucked and eating that uh sabji or even having a paratha methi paratha it tastes absolutely different so we i think i believe more in like you know growing around you using whatever space that you have to really grow because growing isn't that difficult growing vegetables is not difficult if you if you have even like 100 square feet you can feed yourself almost 3 days in a week so you are going to disrupt the entire farm to folk you are saying the farm is there <laughs> i'm i'm sure i won't be able to disrupt but people need to do all of this because that's what's happening right you know like all these hydroponic farms and all what is the what is the basis behind coming up with hydroponics is that you know you can set up a farm in the city so that you can reduce the carbon emissions required to like transport all the food plus you get fresh food and uh, you know it's it's available right away like you can just go locally and then procure fresh food and just cook it because uh, i mean i've studied a lot and all these tomatoes and all like they take almost 7 to 8 days to like you know reach the market from the farm there are multiple uh, storage points then some of them also keep it in the cold storages and then when you bring them out of cold storage there's more damage that is done so it's 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 all a, a big chaos but i i know few companies uh, who are doing an amazing job and i really respect them for that uh, but yeah like coming back to the point i believe that you know you should just grow food and <laughs> within the space that you have it's not going to take that much time and especially the quality of food that you will have will be much healthier will be absolutely pesticide free since it's growing right in front of you and it's all automated so there's hardly any effort that goes the farm to fork model is it the unit economics which is a, a challenge or is it the sort of the logistics piece which is a challenge which you find more sort of uh, concerning you know what aspect of it in the farm to fork model doesn't appeal to you if i can ask that way it is the wastage part that does not appeal to me um as a society as india mm. uh, it is very unfortunate that we only like good looking cucumbers we only like a certain colored tomato uh this is the biggest problem uh, in the mm. entire ecosystem that we have uh is that you know 
you know let's say you know i go vegetable shopping i've seen my wife do this as well you know if she is buying let's say methi like you know or or coriander like one one bundle would look kind of you know pale but then no one wants to buy that and that that just goes you know unused and then they have to just throw it off so that is the issue so in this why unit economics don't make sense is because of the sorting facility that you need to establish you are going to waste a lot of that and all these food processors which usually consume all this uh, you know rejected material they have set their standards to specific variety so let's say a heinz uh, or any tomato ketchup company won't be willing to you know take these uh, tomatoes that have been rejected they need a specific variety which has uh, you know a specific tinge of sourness to it and all of that mm. so i mean they are doing a great job because they want to have consistency in their product but uh, you know there's a lot of wastage that that goes and also if you see um india's uh, uh farming uh, landscape vegetables are actually grown in pockets only like vegetables are not grown all across india like uh, most of it is concentrated in maharashtra uh and bangalore and uh, you know around bangalore in karnataka in gujarat but if you go to like let's say ajharkhand or if you go to punjab even punjab does not produce that many vegetables like they are more towards like you know wheat and cereals basically so that's why the government is also planning to come up with this you know <clears throat> concept of having like you know weaved farms wherein each pocket has at least like two to three vegetable growers uh, also it has to do with the very poor irrigation system uh, you know that we have in india we haven't really joined the rivers and also it's really based on monsoon so that is one issue so even like you know the tomatoes that we grow in nasik are going all the way to jammu and kashmir they are going to kolkata and also that doesn't really make sense i feel like you know it has to be properly planned and some people need to you know we need to make them grow certain veggies so that it's all balanced and then automatically all these costs of veggies and because even in vegetables half of it is the cost of transportation that goes oh oh yeah so it's it's quite heavy and you know all these crates and all you need to handle vegetables in a, in the right way right like you cannot just stuff it in gonies or bags and then just ship it like you cannot also stack a lot of them so there are multiple problems that's why like these new companies and you know they have specific crate systems they have all these lines they have everything figured out wherein you know how much do you put in a truck uh how much time does it have to go through uh the you know refining process or the sorting process and when should it reach the vendor final vendor and and uh, so um just coming back to the topic you mentioned in terms of you know the way it looks so i remember very specific example reading i think in uh it was in wall street journal or somewhere where there was an example in walmart uh they were selling apples two apples mm-hmm. Uh, same produce everything was same uh, but one of the apple didn't look good so it was selling for a discount you know yeah. uh, so it's 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 a very big phenomenon i think it's it's and it's very true um, uh, what uh, in terms of the look and feel of a vegetable or a fruit or whatever it is so uh, definitely i i i, I strongly believe and there there is a different pricing also altogether uh, in terms of 
how shiny or whatever you know the characteristics yeah. are for that vegetable so, definitely i'll i'll tell you one interesting thing ashish mm-hmm. um, so since i grow my own food on my terrace mm-hmm. uh, like the own grown i set up the first own grown farm on my terrace so i grow all these lettuce and all these leafy vegetables um so when i was growing uh, spinach there was a caterpillar attack uh, on like one side of the bed now since we don't use pesticides and all the best way is to just either spray neem oil or just like pick those caterpillars by your hand and just toss them away so half of the bed was infested wherein the leaves had like all these cut holes uh, from the caterpillars and half of it was completely intact i tasted both of them the actually the the plants that were attacked by the caterpillars tasted much better than the plants that were intact so what i mean to say is that you know How? even the insects have a taste <laughs> they are like taste? good one <laughs> so even insects have a taste and i'm uh, like you know i'll be very honest like i've seen this multiple times and there is absolutely no difference like you know it's not going to taste bitter or anything but it actually tastes better like i i don't know like how they understand or they select only a couple plants from 10 uh, and whenever you have those uh, you know plants so, like they, they taste much better so then let me try to rephrase for our listeners so what you're trying to say is if you see an apple with you know uh, with a whatever caterpillar some insect yeah in there's the- an insect on top of it like it, it says it, it has been eaten etc you know that is the best apple and you should pick that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean taste wise i'm sure it would be much better than some some apple that is you know perfectly shaped and you know has the proper glaze and all of that like that's, that's my experience and i have had a lot of these deformed carrots and cucumbers and all of that there is absolutely no difference when it comes to shape but even like we you know where you see insects attack like even if you have a, a cabbage which has been attacked by a caterpillar that's not really going to you know get you like any disease or anything it's actually going to be much better in taste than the normal one wow wow that's that's yeah. something to know for sure i think that's that's a very interesting insight uh, i hear a lot you know there are companies doing hydroponics and there is this entire segment which we just talked about in terms of organic growing so do you do you feel first like do you strongly believe like hydroponics is the way to, i mean i i understand you are you are uh, you are on the sort of uh, uh, perspective it has to be grown but given between organic and hydroponics uh which one do you feel is a better option as a layman i i i i understand the concept but uh, not beyond that uh since day one i have been against hydroponics uh i have consulted many uh, i think more than 200 people uh that hydroponics is not the way to go it's just a trend that has come in uh recently Uh, i don't get the logic behind going hydroponics uh, now i'll tell you about this concept overall so hydroponics is supposed to be done in interior spaces let's say like a like an old warehouse that is not being used or a building where you want to grow in in a tier system so hydroponics makes sense if you have let's say like a 10 feet tier when where you have 10 levels of growing um, you know any leafy vegetables or anything plus hydroponics is not organic 
with hydroponics what you're doing essentially is passing chemicals in the water and running that water over and over again so that the root, roots absorb it when uh, the water is flowing through the cft panels and all of that thirdly it is good if you're trying to establish hydroponics in a city like environment like i have seen people set up organic farms on a farm by covering with like a greenhouse or a polyhouse i i mean i don't get this point at all <laughs> so uh, firstly they will not tear it which is the like you know the worst mistake i would say because in hydroponics you can have like multiple tiers right so that you can optimize the space like to 10 times 20 times however you like so all these hydroponics that have worked are you know based out of bombay or new york or london uh, if you say that you know i'll go to some village and start an organic farm on a farm and keep it one level that's not going to make uh, make sense plus even if you do like 10 levels or 20 levels it's not going to make sense much i feel that you know vegetables or whatever we eat is supposed to be grown from the soil uh the soil has the best buffer ever uh it has the best kind of nutrients that are actually needed by plants plants since the beginning were never supposed to be grown in water or only on water what we are doing in hydroponics is that passing all these essential minerals that are required by plants and that are readily available in the soil through water so it first of all it's not organic second it's way more expensive to you know kind of tear it because you then need all these grow lights um then you need all these pumps and all and what if like you know one day like your pump just goes off or you know start does not function properly then you are at risk of losing the entire yield um so there's a lot of dependency on all these electricity and all of that and some people are okay to buy like huge uh generators and all of that so uh point uh, being like you know the expenses that are required thirdly like you know whatever yield that comes it's only good for leafy vegetables uh i like hydro people doing hydroponic but then only like they should do leafy vegetables if you're trying to grow tomatoes or cucumbers or like you know brinjals uh, in hydroponic setup it's not really going to work out because the height is stunted the yield is also much lower than what you would get inside the soil plus you need uh, you need to like stake all these fruiting veggies and all leafy vegetables i agree like lettuce kale uh, basil all these herbs are doing wonderfully but then if you look at the entire costing if you do like a cost analysis and just observe the data uh down the line you'll always see that you know it's it's not worth it whatsoever wow very interesting i mean we get to hear you know only the surface uh yeah. surface uh, surface talk in terms of you know hydroponics i mean i i feel it's a trend like you know mm. now now there's like aeroponics wherein like there are misters you know you just keep the plants in air and these misters will like you know they'll uh, provide uh, the droplet in such microns that it gets directly absorbed in the root and then you again have to invest in that there's aquaponics uh, where you know we we like have fish ornamental fish and then you keep the plants floating on it on thermocol and all of that so yes there are going to be a lot of trends uh, a lot of things will come down the line but yeah i mean if you compare it with growing in soil or you know organically growing in a soilless medium like a coco peat or anything uh growing 
like how god wanted us to grow or how nature has been doing is the best way like you know you cannot it's really... it's, it's <laughs> like if i can put the analogy if i'm uh, if i'm wrong please correct me it's like a test tube baby exactly yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so uh great i think sadan thank you uh, in the context you know setting up uh, providing uh, this sort of key mm-hmm. information uh, very valuable i think for listeners also and mm-hmm. you no know, so what are your plans to raise funds have you raised any funds or you plan to raise funds soon what's your thought process on that so uh, until now we have not raised any funds as such uh, we are going to raise funds this year uh we are probably looking into like raising funds in about february uh we are at least planning to go to market and then pitch to some of the vcs that we have in mind and then see how it goes from there uh, up till now we were all bootstrapped yes uh, the seed part uh, my 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 father would uh, sell me seeds and then he has been very kind to let me pay him after like 120 days 160 days so that has helped <laughs> uh but yeah plant wise and all our unit economics is very good and we have always uh, been a very lean team uh, mm-hmm. so we have always been you know kind of aware of the financial side and made sure that we grow very sustainably and only stretch as much as we can you know not kind of aim for uh, revolutionary things that will uh, kind of you know put a hole in the pocket and that's very important sadan i mean uh, uh, that's uh, excellent because once you know your numbers you know your financials your unit economics then things become much easier to manage right. and uh, and it's always good to have a good credit line you know or good payment terms <laughs> exactly i mean <laughs> you know when 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 you have funds in your account your vision is as broad as it can go but when yes. you don't have the funds you're always doubting each and every decision that you're doing yes, yes. anything very- that requires you to pay you're going to doubt it like whether it is going to be helpful whether it is going to you know like really give the roi whether i'm taking the right move all of that so i have seen this like you know i, I mean <laughs> especially during like july to uh, diwali that's when you know our season is that's mm-hmm. when we do really well overall uh, so that is when we have like the fun like you know a good amount of funds in the bank and the development that happens within those four months uh is you know quite a lot compared to let's say what would be happening in a feb or a jan like when you have funds you tend to like you know stretch all your hands and you know you try to do a lot of things you take all these risks which really helps you grow i feel no no that definitely i mean that's very important point and a perspective because there are many other things which get missed out because if you become too cautious to try different things or because as a startup as a business you know it is you know uh, uh, uncertainty is your uh, it can be your biggest boon or it can you know play otherwise also so that is the key thing you know you uh, if the capital is available you think much bigger as you mentioned so uh i totally totally on uh yes. with you on this one for sure so uh tell me sadant in terms of what has been the impact of covid on your business i mean uh, i have talked to many many startups many businesses i have seen mm-hmm. businesses pivot their business model or launch new products services i've seen businesses which have grown 8x uh, mm-hmm. so what has been the impact of covid on your business 
so uh, i mean <laughs> covid was quite surprising to be honest i had no clue what to do i had no idea what is work from home because we had not done that uh, before covid so the initial days like you know i was quite afraid because there were a lot of tables i had to figure out you know i had decided that i'm not going to cut any salary or i'm not going to you know like you know cut down people and all so first was figuring out that so we made a lot of steps um, you know we took a lot of steps we implemented some furloughs for like positions that could not really work from home uh, we had to do it then we had to also pivot some things like you know the workers were stuck uh, at the nursery and at the farm uh, i don't know like all these new cha- news channels had Uh, made such a big fuss of covid that you know literally like my workers were like you know we just want to walk to up or bihar and you know they were like no we'll walk otherwise we'll die over here and all of that so it would it was very difficult to like you know get get them on a call convince them uh, you know build that faith in them that listen nothing's going to happen this is just you know like a pandemic it's just it's not spreading in india yet we are just taking precautions that way we have to stay at home and all so that was an interesting thing uh, i i got a lot closer to everyone because i was personally calling and checking on um, you know all the workers all the members of fugao uh, i was talking to them on a regular basis uh, work was definitely affected since we were not really accustomed to work from home uh we struggled for like a couple of weeks so i would say i think march last uh, second last week it started so march we were really clueless like you know how are we going to pull this off how do you do these meetings how do we plan our days how do we have these town halls and all of that online uh so the first two weeks were uh, a little bit rough but then as soon as april came by and you know people got to know that okay this is going to stay uh, it's going to last for some time then everyone you know got back uh, in good spirits and you know like really started pushing themselves so that was great it was great to experience this other side of life um i this really brought trust uh, you know in the members and i was really proud of each and every one like you know even if they were home there was no sp- specific way to monitor them but i was getting all the work done and they were like really working hard uh as much as they can no one really complained about you know i don't have this i don't have internet connection or you know this internet is slow and all of that so yeah the first two uh, um, uh weeks were bad but then uh as soon as the lockdown started opening i think uh, it opened up may 18th if i'm not wrong like e-commerce companies were allowed to start operating that's when uh, our executive staff was working from home uh that's when i went to the warehouse for almost a month uh, i stayed at an apartment i got an apartment next to the warehouse i stayed over there it was a very fun time you can say it was very challenging to arrange all these uh labor and workers since like no one wanted to work most of them had also traveled back home uh we actually saw uh, a six times growth i think the entire home category grew as soon as the lockdown was relaxed uh so wow. suddenly we got immense orders like people suddenly wanted to have plants around them uh i think we were the early, like one of the early ones that were delivering most of the other competitors were not really delivering until june mid so uh, it was very difficult we were working late night till like 1 and 2 am to pack all yes. these plants i have packed myself 
everyone was staying at home and they were like i cannot stare at the wall again and again <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that sort of uh, uh, boosted the demand yes and i think people also realize like you know whoever had a couple of plants also they realize that you know i'm getting a good feeling just looking after my plants like you know if i'm just watering them i feel good people actually got time to reflect what really makes sense for them what really brings them happiness being at home like how people all did all these workouts and yoga and all there was a lot of content that was going around gardening as well we made sure that we put out all this positive content that really helps you you know like kind of ease out if you are facing going through some stress or any uh, condition then you know how will plants around you help out uh, how does gardening really help in um, you know kind of lowering the anxiety uh, you know kind of enhancing happiness overall happiness so i think people responded well to all of this uh, it was very organic we did not like market or anything um but yeah i think the entire home category i would say like same happened with appliances like you know people wanted to do all kinds of dishes and all so that's why appliances also grow grew and uh, we also grew quite a lot that time so it was a it was a spike until diwali we got mm-hmm. very good sales almost we grew almost 6 to 8x mm-hmm. and then since diwali then it has kind of gone back to normal i would say uh we are of course higher than pre covid uh mm-hmm. but now like you know the overall order volumes have kind of stabilized um because we also studied and i also like you know looked at data and all of that i also asked my team to give calls and also we are we are seeing this reverse migration that has happened uh after diwali uh, that's what we studied and we came up with that you know our customers were mostly with the working population from let's say like a 26 year old to like a 38 that that's like the biggest chunk so all these working uh, guys like have returned home uh, to their native places or to their parents houses and all of that um, like if you can uh, i mean to tell up tell you about pune pune is like half empty one of my friends in bangalore was saying like you know half of them are just gone like you know they are back with their families because it doesn't make sense paying rent if mm. the offices are not going to start so i think this phenomena started during diwali wherein people went home and many of them have not come back so and people usually don't buy stuff for their parents house or you know wherever they are going to be located for a, a certain while so that's why uh, there was a downward trend until december but now it's it's back back up again and we are we are we are see, seeing a stable business but what's yeah. next on your mind so uh, the first would be raising funds because raising funds really enables uh, this broad vision um, so we are planning to kind of grow regionally i think vertically we have somewhat established this quality parameters and you know uh, somewhat of this image of a brand that you can trust to buy plants from now plants uh, as a product yes uh, us uh, this this millennial generation or the next would be okay to buy plants online but there are there's a big chunk of people who do not believe that a plant can come online so a regional as- expansion is uh, number one on our list uh, as i told you before we are going to mumbai very soon uh, then the next is going to be bangalore delhi ncr and kolkata so that we want to have a regional presence uh, 
and we have a lot of customers from these metro cities so it will be better for them to like actually experience all kinds of plants these 300 plus varieties where they can come in the hub or the facility that we will have they can feel these plants and pick the right one that they feel uh, that is one thing that we are really looking forward to secondly uh, we have onboarded uh, a lot of these phd breeders uh, so uh, we are hiring plant breeders right now so we are going to breed our own varieties which uh, you know will be spread all across the world where we have been successful in breeding three varieties and i'm really excited we haven't launched that we'll be launching that in another 6 months around july that sounds so. fascinating <laughs> yeah so yeah we have been quite lucky wherein like we we are able to develop certain variations on the leaves uh, certain colors uh, let's say like that plant used to come in green leaves so we have developed black leaves uh, all these variations have been possible uh i'm looking forward to getting more tying up with all these uh companies abroad as well so a couple of companies in israel have approached us and we are working with a dutch company as well so they are really looking forward to kind of you know work with us since the cost of production is much lower in india so they so, are going to so sadant is it like you're trying to provide like do it yourself you just select colors and voila you will have that sort of plant available <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun. Uh, of course, you cannot get whatever color you want, but at least like something new coming to the market is uh, definitely going to be interesting. And you know, that's the beauty of nature that you can just breed two different uh, species and just get a third beautiful, out of the box species that 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 looks stunning, and no one has seen that before. So that is something. I am also planning to like uh, you know have all these. Uh, exploring trips in to like you know all these amazons and all because that's where all the consortium of indoor plants are uh, that is that is when it comes to like uh, you know breeding new varieties our aim is to like at least have 1000 varieties which uh, survive very well indoors which require less maintenance and also less sunlight uh, that is number 2 on our list and then we have also been working for more than a year on in very interesting senses i won't go much deep into that mm-hmm. uh, since it's a, a product in development but we have solved a very very big problem of uh, all these uh, what do you say enthusiastic plant parents like who are afraid that they might kill a plant so mm-hmm. we have developed sensors that you can just place it in the pot oh, really people for and, people like me <laughs> yes <laughs> and you can never kill that plant whatsoever like we have just you know we have been able to very fine tune all these uh, important parameters that are required for the plant uh, to grow very healthy and grow fast and also monitor the nutrients the light the lux ratio uh, also the moisture and the temperature oh wow yeah that is definitely fascinating for sure <laughs> that is one of my biggest concern you know i don't want to kill my plant yeah. is it enough should i put more water no or no what to do <laughs> so it will tell you exactly when to put water oh, <laughs> and how much amazing <laughs> amazing so it's, it's a big problem that we are planning to solve uh, i and once that is there I, i i at least hope that some people would be kind of relieved that okay now i can uh, try having more plants at home Oh yes, for sure. I mean, I mean yeah. that's one of my concern. I, why I'm not growing my uh, uh, 
plans portfolio i'm like oh god how will i manage if i forget one what will i do <laughs> so all these questions keeps coming yeah uh, no it's a, it's, a, it's a, honestly a big problem and uh, that's why we thought we should invest in it's almost more than a year and hopefully this year you'll be able to see it i'll send you one <laughs> <laughs> wonderful wonderful siddhant i think i have taken a lot of your time because this segment is so interesting i just kept asking yeah. questions and questions but to wrap it up you know i'll ask my final uh, question in what will be you know if you were to start all over again you know if you were given the chance to start all over again what would you have done differently uh for me uh when i started i had no clue about very important things of business such as finance such as a balance sheet a pnl taxation all of that uh yes i failed a lot of times uh, i think all the founders entrepreneurs do fail um i like the journey that you know i've been through i think it has taught me immensely i would not like to change anything about the journey but in terms of you know like having a know how of how to really implement few sections of the business that would have been great i think i should have uh, probably just read about you know how does finance work how does all this raising funds work um, you know what are the tax compliances part what are the employee compliances part and all of that so i think having a better understanding of the compliances and the regulatory part is very important uh, that is something that i did not have in the beginning so this time whenever i want to like get into any space i'm going to make sure i'm going to read all the policies around that specific category uh, there should there would be a proper analysis i would love to go over data rather than it just being that oh i see a gap over here and i'm always going to try to like fill it in um i think uh, a better research also whatever products that you are going to come up with is it really going to be acceptable to the target audience is something that you know i would recommend others as well and this time uh you know i'm going to i'm definitely going to uh, be starting uh, another ventures as well uh, and this time i'm going to make sure that i do thorough research about the product like what is the acceptance uh what is the price point uh, at which it would go and then only like you know lay the uh, the road map for the execution of the idea mm-hmm. so uh, so if i can summarize you will be much more data driven uh, yes, for your next yes, definitely i think data <laughs> data is very important and uh, collecting data is also very important which we yeah. you know if it's not on google we just say oh it's not there but that's not the case like you can do a lot of things through which you can collect the data you can talk you can do all these surveys and all of that and it does give you a good insight on whether the idea is going to become a business or whether it is just like something that you feel as a gut feeling wonderful great siddhant it was an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for coming over to blitz business uh, thank you so much it was lovely talking to you ashish i thoroughly enjoyed the entire podcast we uh, we talked about a variety of things <laughs> and i hope uh, this would be useful for all the budding entrepreneurs and all the listeners and i i would really thank you for calling me over and i i think you're doing an amazing task an amazing 
work by like you know hosting the, these podcasts um i'm really jealous of you <laughs> of how you have done this i i wish i could do this ever thank you everyone for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, we will be back with more interesting episodes soon stay tuned